Hey, this is Ryan Davidson from Weather Underground on the Weather Channel, and you're listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. On this bonus episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast, titled Storms Are a Bruin, Phil and MJ record live at Braxton Brewing Company and Bad Weather Brewing Company. They are joined by guests from Mattree Brewing, Big Storm Brewing, and Lone Pint Brewery as they discuss weather-themed craft beers. All right, so welcome. Uh, this is our special edition of our Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, we are calling this Storms Are a Bruin because we're going to be talking about weather-themed craft beer. And the good news is uh, we are actually on site. Two of our locations are on site. I am here at Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. And MJ, uh, fill us in. MJ, where are you at? We are at Bad Weather Brewing in St. Paul, Minnesota. All right, so so we're on site at two of our locations. So you might you might hear some ambient noise in the background, and that's cool because everybody's having fun. Um, and this is a this is kind of a special thing. We decided a couple months ago because. Our, obviously, we're doing a weather podcast, and a lot of us, as we're doing our podcast, we like to drink beer. We thought it might be a good idea to do a weather-themed craft beer special. Because <laughs> none of us needed really that much of a reason to drink beer, but it's great. Yeah, not really. Just not a little, really. little bit more push. That's right. That's right. So anyway... Uh, so that's what we're doing tonight, and we hope you guys like this. And if nothing else, we hope our listeners here have a chance to find out a little bit more about some weather-themed beers that are that are out there in the country. Really good ones. So I want to. I'm going to kind of go around the horn here and introduce uh, who we actually have on the show. As I mentioned earlier, I'm at uh, Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, uh, and I'm here with Con and Crowfoot, um, and you are a so so uh so i'm here with con and he's gonna fill us in uh on uh, one of his beers uh, which is called storm which is very fitting and as you heard earlier mj then is uh, we're at bad weather brewing company and uh he is with zach carpenter and zach what what beers are, are we going to be talking about tonight with you um, I think we're uh, we're going to talk about Windvane, which is our flagship beer. Uh, it's a red IPA. Um, and then I think another one you guys wanted to uh, to chat about was Ominous, which is our double brown ale, which is a, uh, a winter, kind of fall winter seasonal for us. Good. Uh, and and I, I look forward, hey, if there's more than one, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about more than one. And then we've got... Um, we got Mike Stewart. Uh, Mike Stewart is with Madtree Brewing Company. Um, Mike, where, where are you guys located, and, and what what are we going to be talking about tonight with you guys? Uh, we're in the Cincinnati area, so just a little bit north of uh, downtown. And uh, I'll be talking tonight about Thundersnow, which is our winter seasonal. It's a spiced Scottish ale. Outstanding. Old Thundersnow. Thundersnow. Nice. Jim Cantori would like that one, by the way. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> Uh, and then we got uh, in Texas, we have uh, Blake and Heather Niederhofer with Lone Pint. So where about in Texas are you guys, and, and what are you talking about this evening? Um, we're just northwest of Houston in Magnolia, and we have Tornado Shark. It's our American Strong Ale. Oh, look forward to hearing about that one. American Strong Ale. Okay. And then last, uh, last but certainly not least, 
We got uh, Mike Bishop. Uh, he's the founder of Big Storm Brewing Company. Uh, he's down in Florida. Mike, where exactly are you? And and you got all kinds of different weather here. But which ones are you talking about tonight? We we do. Yeah, we're in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, and uh, we're going to talk about our Arcus IPA and our Felicity Pilsner. And and those those were like two of many I think you have with with the weather theme. So yeah, a good amount of ours are weather theme. So. Okay, so what basically what I wanted to do tonight was just have have everybody talk about uh, their particular uh, weather theme beer beers. Uh, talk a little maybe the story behind the name, why they came up with that name, or or if there's anything special to that. But we'll talk a little bit about the beer itself. Um, and, and I wanted to let everybody know too, as, as our listeners know, we always we always uh, are willing to jump on each other's toes, asking questions or making comments. So I tried to tell uh, all of our, our craft beer panelists this evening that uh, they're open to being able to do the same thing. But uh, we're going to start. I'll start right here uh, since we're at Brex, and I'll start right here with uh, Conan. And have him uh, maybe talk a little bit about the, the storm, uh, Golden Cream Ale, the story behind it, and you know, what makes it special. Uh, well, storm uh, was a uh, is, is a Golden Cream Ale. It was a cream ale that actually uh, our head brewer uh, Evan Rouse was uh, uh, brewing uh, in his garage, still a home brewer, and that happened to be when uh, Hurricane Rita was through up through this area, oh, right. knocked out the power went a little long because you know the weather was so bad and the name storm because the storm kind of helped create this beer it was a cream ale but because it took so long a lot of that characteristic the dms and stuff kind of cleaned it up and that's why it's a golden cream ale because it doesn't have a lot of the cream ale characteristics other than it's a lot of maize um, and it's nice and clean and that's really kind of where it originated. Yeah, that we don't obviously here in Cincinnati, we don't get a lot of uh, hurricane remnants. <laughs> hurricane remnants. Uh, but I definitely remember that one brought some. Well, what we it. do, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of interesting. I wasn't aware of that. So, so the the idea behind it was it was going to be a cream ale. It was going. He was, he was making the cream standard. ale. Yeah, he was making the standard cream ale, and it it kind of that that's he was cooking in the garage, and that's when that. Uh, storm hit, you know, when that kind of came through this area and kind of the day it went a little long and kind of, kind of in a way made a really nice mess. Yeah. Rita was a big one for us too. Um, was it? Yeah. It, it was supposed to hit Houston and um, it turned North uh, just before it went through uh, the Baton Rouge and New Orleans areas. Hurricanes often do, but uh, we evacuated for it. So uh, it, it ruined our day as well. Oh, wow. And, and how far inland are you guys? Um, we're pretty close to the coast. So the uh, so Houston is one of the major shipping ports in the United States. So we're we're uh, very close to the coast, but not, not quite as close as Houston proper. So how far along? So when Rita hit, because that was a while back, mm-hmm. how uh, – where was Brax, Where was Braxton as far as an actual brewing company in it, his mind at that point? It or? was still – he, they were still homebrewing. Okay, so yeah. so from that recipe, basically, uh, he's it, kept that even though he hadn't even developed this yet. He kept 
ruined that. Correct. Yeah, it was just one of those things that it was, and you know, it, the beer turned out so good, and people liked it. It's 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 kind of like our introductory beer. You know, it's kind of like that nice, crisp, clean beer that you know people are like, you know, oh, what do you have that's, you know, not a craft beer, but it is a craft beer, and you know, people like it. Right. And it's very right. crushable. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So what what does that delay do? What when when power goes out and and it's what does that delay do to the beer? Being it just, not a, a it just it just cooked for an awful long time. Okay. So it then it actually cooked off a lot of the uh, the corn characteristic that would be in a cream ale, and okay. it just cleaned it up. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's jump to uh, let's go ahead and jump to oh, who do we got on? If, uh, MJ, are you there with Zach? We, we had lost him momentarily. It looks like we might have lost him again. So let's uh, – we're going to go to Mike uh, over at Madtree, Mike Stewart. So Mike, Mike's official title, he, he's online at Madtree. He's titled the Hype Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's one of many titles. <laughs> but right. What, what usually happens, my understanding at most craft breweries is, yes, you have many titles, uh, not just one title. Uh, but, but that's Mike's official online title, Mike. And, and so Mike at Matry, they've got the um, uh, the awesome thunder snow. Uh, so tell us a little bit behind the story of that yeah. beer, and, and tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so thunder snow is another one that has uh, homebrew roots. So uh, I was actually talking with our, our owners and our founders today. Like, when the hell did you guys really come up with this name of this beer? And so they went digging through email archives because they're a bunch of nerds. And they're like, oh, yep, yeah, we see the first time we uh, came up with this name was 2010 in an email we had a, about this beer. So uh, so the brewery didn't open until 2013. So three years prior to that, they already had decided that Thunder Snow was going to be the name for one of their beers just because it's such an awesome and rare weather phenomenon. So Thunder Snow is our winter seasonal. So it's a spiced Scottish ale. Scottish ale, you know, pretty straightforward, uh, strong Scottish ale with uh, – Cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla, and ginger that's grown at a local farm here. So uh, it's a pretty robust beer, and you know, Thundersnow just feels like the appropriate name for it, you know. So, and then when Jim Cantori obviously loves Thundersnow, and uh, we've all seen those videos on YouTube where he goes nuts, you know, as, as Thundersnow happens. So it's actually a very fitting for this beer because it's, you know, it's, it's, Bold eight and a half percent, so it'll knock you back. It'll give you a good, you know, shock, a good blast of thunder snow there, and a perfect kind of winter warmer for you. What what time of the year? So that's seasonal. What time of the year do you have it out? Yeah, so this will be coming out towards the end of October, and it'll run into pretty much end of December uh, before we roll into our next uh, winter seasonal. Okay, and you you've been uh, brewing that ever since you guys opened. Yeah, we started, this was uh, our, our first winter uh, seasonal. So, yeah, so towards the end of 2013, kind of when it first rolled out. Uh, and then we started canning it and uh, made it part of our regular lineup. And, and not enough popularity to keep it year long? Uh, no, I mean, really, just because most, most people aren't knocking back 8.5% Scottish ales when it's, you know, 95 degrees out if they get done cutting their grass. Or, you know, if there's a hurricane approaching, they're not, you know, reaching for something like that. So this definitely lends itself to uh, colder weather and the uh, you know the fall and winter temperatures much you know, more. So. All yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually drinking a can that was from December of 2015, and it's still drinking damn fine. And you know it's not exactly a cold I mean, night here, but <laughs> <laughs> it holds up well. But uh, 
really it's really better in the, in the colder months. But. <laughs> so in your your email, so is there someone there that that was like a big weather fan that knew even what the what the hell thunder snow was? Yeah, so so our original uh, person that was going to be on the show, one of our bartenders, Chris Stokely, is a w- amateur weather. He's a uh, let me let me figure out all of his titles. I think he's a uh, an official weather spotter and a couple other things, but he is an oh, amateur cool. meteorologist and absolutely is a weather geek. And uh, had a last minute scheduling conflict in the tap room, and he ended up actually having to work tonight, which he was really really bummed about. So by default, you get the hype man instead of the uh, the weather man. <laughs> Well, well, we'll take either way. Yeah. All right. And then we got we got uh, Blake and Heather Niederhofer. So um, Blake, I, as I understand, is the head brewer at Lone Pint. And uh, Heather is uh, one of the partners. Uh, it sounds like it kind of runs in the family. Is that right? That's right. We're, uh, we're definitely a family brewery. So uh, Heather and I are married. And then um, our partners are her brother, Trevor, and his wife, Christy. And uh, so it's definitely a, a family brewery. Yeah. And so how the name got started was I have uh, a bunch of irrational fears. Um, tornadoes being one of them, sharks being one of them, cockroaches, plane crashes, lots of really irrational fears. And so my brother used to joke with me like, oh, my gosh, what, you know, you're so afraid of. Sh-. Yeah, I don't, I don't even go in the ocean, really, because I'm like, that's their place. I'll go in the swimming pool. So he was just. One day, and this is way before Sharknado. This is like yeah, this is back in like 2005, six time okay. uh, when we were home brewing and we were trying to come up with a name for the brewery or name for beers. And he just said, oh, my gosh, you're so terrified of sharks and tornadoes. Imagine they combined together and there was a tornado shark. And so that's just kind of was one of those jokes of one of my <laughs> my irrational fears combined. And so I actually have a sketch from like 2008 where it's very similar to the movie poster of Sharknado. <laughs> ah, you had to copyright that, Heather. Yeah, it's dated way back before that movie was even in infancy. And so, uh, and and so we have um, get the bottle. I'm actually on the label of the bomber bottle. You probably can't see it. I know. I know this is a podcast, just audio, but um, I'm on the label of it, and it's just a giant. Uh, tornado shark coming at me and I'm in a trailer park and it's about to eat me. So it's, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's just, it just, it just came about because of my, you know, I was born in Kansas. So I kind of have that like tornado fear. You know, I remember when I was a kid, the sirens going off and going down in the basement and crawling in my sleeping bag head first, just, just hoping that my house wouldn't be taken away. <laughs> yeah. She's also really afraid of cockroaches and plane crashes, yeah, but that, good. that doesn't make a good beer name. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say, don't snakes on the plane, but not cockroaches on the plane. So what, so tell me a little bit about the beer. Why'd you decide to take that name and, and attach it to the, and, and, and I'll be honest, American strong ale, that that's a new name for me. I'm not as familiar with it. So I'll, I'll, I'll let him talk about the style, but so okay. I'm more of a hoppy hop head and I like, I like bitter, um, drier beers. Now this is a, this is a, a amber on steroids basically, or a light barley wine. Um, and so it's scary to me. So it kind of goes again, something that I normally wouldn't drink, but I, I very much enjoy it. Like I'm drinking it right now. It's a very, very good beer. And I'll let Blake talk about the style a little bit more. Yeah. So the, uh, the beer style itself, like Heather alluded to, it's, 
it's kind of in between. So the, the great part about beer, right, is that uh, it's not the the styles aren't really that heavily regulated. So you know, if you're if you're brewing or if you're if you're a vendor making wine, um, you have to be very conscious of what you call things. But in beer, there's a little bit more wiggle room, and and this. Um, you know, it would be either a, a wee barley wine, if you will, or a, a very strong amber. So we're kind of in that in that middle ground. It's uh, aggressively hopped right at the end of the boil. Um, it's it's only 53 IBUs, but it's uh, eight eight point one percent. So it's a, a heavier beer, but it's uh, it's definitely drinkable. Um, but it's. Uh, you know, it's especially as we move into the fall months. It's it's definitely a, a very easy drinking beer. So this is one of those beers where you're like, oh, shit, finish at eight percent. I really don't know what the style is. What are we going to call it? All right, strong ale. That works. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we sit around have a meeting, and then it's uh, yeah, well, that uh, was strong. Yeah, yeah. That was strong. Yeah. <laughs> what were we meeting about? <laughs> And, and I just, you know, I just heard about it in July uh, because I, I actually, I think I saw something on Twitter or something uh, during the uh, hype of Sharknado, what is it now, 4? Sharknado yeah, 4 now it's up to? Sharknado Vegas. Sharknado. Uh, and I saw that, so I'm like, oh, they found a way to not use Sharknado but still tie into the name and it's like no sharknado figured out how to tie into your beer and not <laughs> use it that's right we, we, we're getting some lawyers together <laughs> but, but I, i'd have to admit that doesn't hurt your sales no it doesn't no. shark week loves us shark week too, right. <laughs> yeah we have uh you know so we're we're pretty close to galveston and and several other beach cities so during Shark Week, tornado sharks always a big uh, a big draw. Cool. All right, uh, I think we got M- MJ and Zach over at uh, Bad Weather. I think we we got on the phone now. Are you guys on? We are yeah. here. Yes, we are. Good. Okay. So um, Zach, Zach's the co-founder of Bad Weather Brewing up in St. Paul, and uh, they've they've got a, a couple of different uh, weather themed beers. Uh, one of is the uh, wind vane and the other is the ominous but zach if you can tell us a little bit about those beers the the story behind the names etc sure yeah absolutely well yeah we're we're bad weather brewing company so right off the bat with our name of our brewery we're diving into the weather um we're not big uh i will i will admit we're not big weather nerds um so don't hold that against us we have a lot of weather fans that also uh, want to talk weather with us and <laughs> we usually don't know where to go with that um but, uh, yeah, so we, um, name of the brewery kind of came about as a, a function of uh, being a brewery and making beer in, uh, in Minnesota, where we have tons of bad weather. Um, <laughs> every season. Every season. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we get to enjoy the, the 30 blows and the, uh, the 105 uh, up here in Minnesota. So it's, we, we get it all, and uh, the name of the brewery seemed appropriate for our, our region, and, and people get a kick out of it, and we can... Uh, have a lot of fun with the uh, the naming and branding of our, our beers as well. Um, one of which being uh, Windvane, which is our flagship beer. That's a uh, it's red IPA. It's about uh, six six and a half percent, about sixty five to seventy IBUs um, for for an IPA and, and relatively bitter beer. Uh, also on the on the pretty drinkable side, um, 
kind of having a piece of that red ale uh, to it um, kind of calms down the, the hot bill a little bit. I, I, I will attest to that. It was tasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, the, and, and the name, we, we kind of like to go, um, when we name our beers, we, we also like to kind of think about the, the imagery that goes along with uh, the names of our beers. Um, so, you know, a wind vane or a, a weather vane, kind of that, that image of the, uh, um, you know, the lonely uh, rooster sitting on the top of a barn, kind of pointing which way the wind's going. Uh, we have a really, really good illustrator that does uh, art pieces for all of our beers. Um, so he was able to do a really cool piece for Windane, kind of a dilapidated barn out in a, a stormy field with a rooster sitting on top of it. Um, so we like to put all those pieces together uh, when we're thinking about not only uh, the names of our beers, but um, how people are going to uh, think about them as they're drinking them. Uh, and a uh, hoppy red ale is kind of a a, uh, a confusing beer anyway because you're kind of getting everything um which which goes along with a kind of a swirling swirling wind vane on top of a barn um picture that uh that you have um the other beer uh was hey that was very poetic by the way zach oh thank you i appreciate <laughs> very that poetic. That's why i open a brewery <laughs> <laughs> to be a poet <laughs> yeah. um and then ominous is another one of our main beers the two beers that we launched with in 2013 when we when we opened our brewery and ominous is a big uh like seven eight percent brown ale we call it, we we call it a double brown ale so it's kind of an english brown ale style but it's big and more aggressive and in your face and uh, it's very dark and and the ominous imagery goes uh goes well with so that so basically you you've got are are all of your beers not not all of your beers have a weather theme, is that correct? No, they don't. Um, they kind of some of them kind of dance around it. Like our spring seasonal is called migration. Um, so sure. yep. my, migration itself isn't a weather thing, but it kind of revolves around weather right. and right. and um, is caused by weather to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Um, so that's a lot of our beers go like that. Um, and we have others that are completely the other way. We have a nomadic um, milk stout. Which you have the the cloud imagery and then kind of the uh, the double entendre of the <laughs> the uh, look of a mammatus cloud and a and a milk stout. So, um, but yeah, we like to we like to play with imagery more than just a straight weather related name. Well, I will, and 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 last but not least, I'm I'm going to introduce Mike Bishop, who's the founder at Big Storm Brewing Company uh, in Tampa, Florida. And I'll say this, Zach, uh, when I talked to Mike earlier, uh, he mentioned that uh, his big storm brewing and your bad weather brewing uh, ought to get together and do some kind of collaboration. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It should obviously be called the perfect storm. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You are a marketing genius on top of your beer making expertise. <laughs> well, you, you, know, you know what's great, Zach, is you talk about. Um, yeah, credit know, that to Lone Pine in Houston, Texas. Well, we like to copy movie names. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach, you talk about the bad weather up there in Minnesota, and it, it's a very different bad weather down here in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we just had a tropical storm through here. Uh, wasn't wasn't all that bad, but you know we we have those kinds of events, and that's what really spawned our name, Big Storm. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from up north. I'm originally from Buffalo, 
And um, I moved down here when I was very young. If I lived and... in Buffalo, I'd move to Florida too, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. Well, I, I know you guys are interrupting the Bills game right now. I'm just letting you know that I got my Latron McCoy jersey on. Oh, sorry, bro. Uh, no, that's okay. I got to pause. It's on DVR. It's all good. Um, <laughs> no, no, you had the don't worry, you're not missing much. Uh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Spoiler. <laughs> Uh, but but when I moved down to Tampa, one of the things that really um, was was fascinating to me was the weather, uh, you know, coming from and we had snow and everything, but but the lightning capital of the world and um, you know the the bad rainstorms we'd have and, and all that weather is always fascinating to me. So when when really I put together the plan for big storm, um, it was a natural fit for me because of just the symbolism of of storms down here. They get so nasty and so violent, but then afterwards it's so very uh, sunny and uh, new, not to be the poet at all. But um, so uh, yeah, that was really, that was really the, the mindset behind it. That's cool. That's really cool. So yeah. tell, so obviously I, I, you know, I'm looking online, just about every single one of your beers is weather themed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to limit you tonight. So we're not here for two hours. No, 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 no. I promise. I won't, I won't, I won't go so, on. So uh, you had mentioned you want to highlight Arcus and Helicity. And, and as I yeah. told you, I'm a weather hack. I, I just, I do a broadcast and I stayed at the Holiday Inn last night, uh, Holiday Inn Express. That's good. That's good. But, uh, I, I knew nothing about what the hell Arcus was. And so you had to teach me what that is. But so tell us, yeah, tell us about Harkus and Helicity. Yeah. So um, I, I am, I've gotten uh, to be a very simple weather nerd. Um, I, I've done some stuff uh, on TV locally here and, I've had uh, the weather guys pull me in like, this is awesome. Let me show you the weather station. So I've only learned a little bit, but uh, our Arcus is our IPA. We brew it with local honey here in Florida, uh, which is a, a very awesome resource of ours. Um, we, we started actually a little, north in, of, a little north of Tampa in an area called Pasco County. And uh, we use honey right there from, from our region. So um, very cool. It's a very balanced IPA. Is that um, Bishop? Is that typical for honey in an IPA? Um, I, I don't think it's it's the the norm. Um, you, you see it in some IPAs across the country. Uh, typically, to kind of strengthen it and make it a lot stronger. Really, in our IPA, we we really are just guys that wanted to brew what we like to drink, and um, we wanted to balance out a, a hoppy IPA with a little bit of sweetness. And the best way for us was to use some local honey. So it's a very balanced IPA. It's not over aggressive as far as alcohol. We're at, I think, 6.2%. Um, you know, we're on the, you know, 60-ish IV range. So it's not very crazy. But we really balance it with the, uh, the local sweetness of the honey. So yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say is, you know, sweet might go a little bit more on the dry side, depending on the yeast you have. But, you know, 62 yeah, it's probably probably a nice little sweet honey sweetness. Yeah, it's it's very different. So you, you, <laughs> I'm sure you all know Cigar City uh, right here in our area, and they're very well known for the high line. Uh, fantastic beer, uh, very hoppy, uh, very great aroma to it. Um, we we were not trying to go for that. We were really just trying to go for a nice, balanced, uh, approachable IPA that had some attractive sweetness to it. 
but also the same, uh, you know, uh, attraction as a, as a traditional IPA with some aroma as well. Um, so that, that's what we're going for. Not so much the dry, just more the sweet. Do you get a lot of the honey flavor that comes through in, in the beer itself? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, I, I think that really uh, goes to our local apiary that we use. We um, we collaborated with them very well. We we know them. Uh, it, it's not just you know we outsource honey and you know say hey let's get buckets of honey over here. You know I, I've been to the apiary. Um, it's very close to my home, um, so we have a great relationship with them. And I, I, I think some of that goes to how we can pick up the flavors of that honey uh more more so than if we just you know dumped anything in there you know what i mean yeah um we uh we do a braggot every year um which is uh, we split the sugar bill between grain and honey mm-hmm. and uh we work with a local apiary and we we blend spring and fall honeys which before getting into this i didn't realize how different they were yeah. sure and um oftentimes we'll actually use some burnt honey to add a, a more caramel flavor to it but um, yeah. honey is an amazing product to work with. It, it, it really, it really is, and it, it really before even the honey, you know, honey bees are such an amazing. I, I know we're talking about weather, but <laughs> you know, we want to talk about animals. No, we're talking about beer too, <laughs> and, and, and you know, just just the, it's it's a fascinating thing and a fascinating uh, uh, product to work with. So, um, so what what about the helicity? So um, our Felicity was something, uh, beer-wise, we had, we had been talking about a Pilsner for a very long time. We, we started in 2012 in a very small three-and-a-half-barrel system. We, we've since expanded a couple times and now have two facilities, one that's a 10-barrel system and one that's a 30-barrel system. And we always knew in our mind that we wanted to do a Pilsner, and um, that was really uh, three, four years in the working. And uh, we wanted to have a good traditional uh, German style Pilsner, uh, you know, do some real, you know, uh, decoction mashing, step mashing. Um, and, and we knew when, when we were doing that, we were looking at other fun weather names. And uh, Holicity is a uh, kind of a, a mathematical equation for wind and velocity that kind of spawns to the tornadoes. So I'm sorry for that. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we thought that was a fun name for a very light traditional German Pilsner, uh, you know, 4.2%, uh, very low IBU using uh, traditional hops. So, cool. So what, so what I want to do is just go around the horn at least one more time. Um, have you guys talk a little bit about your brewery itself? You know, what... Um, maybe a little history lesson or, you know, what kind of things you're working on right now, but, but something, something about your, uh, your brewery. Um, so let's just do that first. So I'll, I'll come back to Conan here since he's here. Conan, tell us a little bit about Braxton. Um, we're just a, uh, a little brewery. <laughs> it's kind of 20 barrel system. Uh, we, uh, prom- predominantly garage themed. Yep. Since, you know, the... Uh, we're actually know, in your garage right now. Yeah, it, we're in the garage right now. Uh, the uh, the uh, Since home brewing uh, was the emphasis that kind of drove the engine um, of coming next in, uh, you know, everything's pretty much garage steam, except for store. Yeah. Uh, and summer trip, which, you know, was our, our uh, <laughs> uh, uh, 
passion fruit Berliner Weiss, uh, but uh, you know most everything else is rock stain except for Um We're just uh, we're here distributed uh, in uh, pretty much all of Kentucky now and the uh, Greater Cincinnati area. Okay, and uh, still expanding and having fun and brewing different stuff. Right now, uh, Oktoberfest is the season here in the, yep. the Cincinnati area, so we're uh, all drinking Oktoberfest beer and uh, just getting ready for the next season. Cool. All right. Uh, Zach, what about you up in up in uh, bad weather, St. Paul? Tell us a little yeah, bit about uh, the, the brewery and what you guys are working on. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, we're a, um, a brewery tap room in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're really close to kind of downtown St. Paul, just a few blocks uh, away from the Expo Energy Center where the wild play hockey and all that stuff. <laughs> um, we, we have a 20-barrel uh, system um, as well. It's a uh, uh, pretty big tap room. It's about a 12,000-square-foot um, facility all told. Um, a good chunk of that is the production facility, and then we have a nice uh, size tap room and event space as well. Um as far as stuff that's going on right now, beer-wise, we just brewed our uh, wet hop beer, which is always fun. Ooh, yeah. um, so the brewery smelled really good for a couple days <laughs> um, with all the fresh hops coming in. Um, we did a big uh, Wee Heavy that we're going to be throwing in scotch and port barrels. Ooh. Um, that's called uh, Cold Weather, C-A-U-L-D Weather. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Let's see what else we got. Those are a couple of really fun ones. Um, we're, it's about uh, we just opened up our taproom facility, so the brewery itself has uh, been around for three and a half years um, as a company. But we just opened up our taproom and production facility here in St. Paul about a year ago. So we're coming up on our year anniversary uh, in St. Paul. Awesome. All right, so Mike, Mike Stewart. So tell us a little bit about first off. Uh, what's going on at Mad Tree? What you guys are all about? But but the other thing I want you to highlight is um, one one of my favorite beers is the uh, seasonal Pilgrim. Uh, so yep. I need to know when that's uh, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Pilgrims are our, our fall seasonal can, or actually not in a can yet. It it, it will be eventually once we get some uh, some additional. This year, uh, our fall seasonal. It, it's a cranberry vanilla pale ale. Oh wait, wait, wait! Uh, it's going to be canned this year. Not, not this year. Not this year. Sorry. Uh-oh. We we got a, a new brewery in the works, which will allow us to do much more capacity. <laughs> yeah, so just kind of talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So kind of right now, we're a, uh, we have a 15 barrel brew house that we've somehow managed that we're going to get 22,000 barrels out of this year, and it's just been beat to all hell. Uh, but we are in the process of an 18 million dollar expansion, uh, building a whole new brewery, uh, tap room, and event space. So. We're going to go from a 15-barrel system to a 125-barrel system, so a little bit of a scale up there here at the uh, at the new place. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're definitely ramp- ramping things up quite uh, a bit. Be hiring a few more people so that your titles at least start to dwindle from 10 to 5? Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it's going to be nice. All the brewers are actually really happy because we're going from a completely manual system to a fully automated system. So now they can sit back and push buttons instead of, you know, raking out uh, spent grain for, you know, an hour at a time. So uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. God bless you. That's a lot of work on a 15-barrel system. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Thank God I don't have to do any of it. But uh, yeah, God bless those guys who actually have to do the work. <laughs> it's it's almost a 24-7 operation for us just to keep up. So uh, right now we're distributed in about 80% of Ohio. So we pretty much just haven't touched Cleveland. Uh, and then we've hit a few counties in northern Kentucky. Uh, once we get the new brewery up and running online, we'll definitely fill out the state of Ohio, fill out Kentucky, and uh, start touching some of the states around us. Kind of our goal is really just to be – uh, one a regional brewery, so we're not trying to be the next uh, Stone or Sierra Nevada necessarily, but uh, we'll a pretty good sized brew house coming online here. Not too long to keep uh, people uh, well hydrated throughout the area here. <laughs> Zach, where are you uh, with bad weather up in Minnesota? Where are you guys distributing to? I uh, just uh, just Minnesota right now. Okay, uh, mostly in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities. We are going to do probably about. 2,500 barrels this year, so we're pretty small still, um, and we are in the middle of, um, well, we're expecting, we're going to double our fermentation capacity here uh, by the end of October, so then we'll be able to do about 5,000 barrels a year, um, but it'll still probably be a while before we're outside of uh, the state of Minnesota. Okay. Um, Blake and Heather, tell us about Lone Pint and, and what you guys are doing right now and where you're distributing to. So we just started out kind of the garage like everybody else, my brother and I, and then I met Blake and uh, we started with a 30 barrel system and have been growing slowly. I'll let him tell you about the new tanks. Yeah, the 30 barrel system was in the garage. No, yeah, no, it was a 20 gallon. We had a 20 gallon system in the garage and then started with a 30 barrel system four years ago in November. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, one of the great parts about living in Texas is that it's such a large state that we can uh, expand and expand and expand without having to uh, re-go through label approval and all the things that go with uh, exporting outside of the state. So we, uh, right now we're doing about 8,000 barrels a year. We plan to ramp up to um, about 11,000 by the end of the year, or at least that pace. Um, we we recently started packaging quite a bit more, but uh, we're in all the all the major Texas markets, um, you know, Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, San Marcos, all the all the ones you'd think of. But um, you know, we're 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 the same way as he was speaking about earlier. We're we are interested in world domination, but it's going to be at a slow pace. We uh, we want to keep control of everything and, and keep it in the family. Yep. This is, uh, you know, it's not a lottery ticket for us. It's uh, something that we can pass on to our kids and and make sure that everything is made the way that it should be. And, uh, you know, we want to keep control of everything. So we're, we're doing things a little bit differently than some of the other breweries that are coming up. But, yeah, I, I think we're doing it right. So we're, we're growing slowly and organically. But uh, eventually world domination is on, uh, on the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bishop, what's Big Storm working on, and, and what do you guys distribute to? Yeah, so um, we, we've just kind of come out of two years of expansion mode. Um, you know, like I was saying, we, we started in, in a little, little north of Tampa in uh, Pasco County in a very small garage, um, 2,200 square feet, three-barrel system. Um, we upped that to a 15-barrel system, and then we actually – in the same year, which is really crazy. I don't recommend building two breweries in the same year, but we, we actually 
Yeah, you guys are laughing because you all know. Uh, <laughs> we built a production facility that's a 30-barrel system with 120-barrel tanks. And then we also built a, another facility to move our original facility because we didn't have enough room um, to kind of service our local Paso crowd. So uh, the, the second facility, our production facility, is in Clearwater, which is a more recognizable name. You guys know Clearwater, and that's kind of why we did it is, uh, you know, in, a little north of Tampa, we weren't getting as much uh, recognition as you would in, in Clearwater. So, um, like I said, we started in 2012. We're, we're part of the, the big boys in the Tampa scene, uh, not, you know, Scar City is kind of at a totally different echelon. Um, you know, we're in the midst of uh, some other around here, um, two functioning tap rooms. We uh, recently won Best Beer in Florida with our Oktoberfest. Uh, really proud of that, considering all the great beer in Florida. We're over 200 breweries now in Florida, if you can believe that. Um, wow. You know, we had a, a competition last year that was over 580 entrants, and our Oktoberfest won Best Beer, beat out all the cigar cities, all the funky Buddhas that everybody talks about. So, um, you know, we're really proud of that. Uh, as far as our distribution footprint, it's just the state of Florida right now. And, and really, when I say the state of Florida, we, we really predominantly focus on Tampa Bay. Um, we, we go out across central Florida a little bit in Orlando and down uh, southwest Florida along the Gulf. Um, but for the most part, kind of kind of like the Texas crew, um, we have we have really a big state that, you know, we, we don't have to cross the state lines right now to, to do the business we want to do. So uh, we're fortunate for that. Um, but as far as all the other beers, uh, kind of what we were talking about, we have, we have plenty of storm related beers. Um, you know, we, we find our niche in a, uh, a very balanced product. Um, we, we believe in what we're doing and, uh, you know, like I said, we're, you know, we're, we're doing things the way we want to do it. So. Well, I know our listeners now that they're learning a little bit more about you guys are probably going to want to at least either find you online or, or follow you on social media. So, Conan uh, Braxton, how, how can people follow uh, you guys or get a hold of you guys? Uh, we're on Facebook, cool. Twitter, Instagram. It's uh, BraxtonBrewing.com uh, is our website, uh, BraxtonBrewing.com. Uh, but uh, we are on all those at Braxton Brewing, and uh, we're on all the social media. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zach, how about you guys up at uh, Bad Weather? Sure, yeah. We uh, Twitter is at Bad Weather Brew. Um, Instagram is also Bad Weather Brew. Uh, Facebook is uh, Bad Weather Brewing. Um, we have a website at badweatherbrewery.com. Um, and am I missing any social media platforms? <laughs> Probably 800, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're <laughs> all. All right, Mike Stewart, how, how do people uh, find out more about Mad Trees? Yeah, uh, our website, madtreebrewing.com, and then social media everywhere is pretty much Madtree Brewing. So we got Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, I don't know, any other social media platform. Search Madtree, you'll find us. There's not too many other uh, breweries with that name. So uh, we're, we're everywhere in social media. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Blake and Heather, what about Lone Pint? Yeah, we don't do that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, we're on uh, we're we're on everything pretty much at, at Lone Pint. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the only thing that we're not on is Tinder. 
Um, <laughs> however, if you'd like us to be, you can swipe right for our yellow rose. She's a very pretty individual. Uh, but yeah, we're pretty much on everything at Lone Pine or LonePine.com. Yeah, Instagram, okay. Twitter, Facebook. Yep. Cool. Mike Bishop, uh, Big Storm, how do they find you? I mean, do I have to go over it, really? <laughs> it's uh, BigStormBrewery.com. Um, yeah, obviously, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, the brewery with an IE? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I actually, S-S-E-R-I-E. And Zach, by the way, over over at Bad Weather, I wasn't joking. We need to talk. Collaboration. Sounds good, man. I think that would be great if you happen to name it Stormfront Freaks. Uh, that's cool. There you go. Maybe we just call it Stormfront. That's fine. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That's fine. That would be good. So, yeah, anyway, I appreciate all of you guys uh, taking the time to uh, jump on uh, with us tonight, and especially uh, Braxton and Bad Weather for letting us uh, at least hang out in your tap room for a little while. Glad to have you. Um, so anyway, love love having you guys. Uh, uh, thanks so much for taking the time, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch. So uh, I'm going to signal the all clear. For more information about this bonus episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast and our guests, visit www.stormfrontfreaks.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. Send us your questions and comments to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. And don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or Google Play.